1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
0: Believe. We may be in the middle of the NFL offseason, but there's plenty to wager on at betonline.ag. Baseball is back, the NHL and NBA are in full swing, and there are even NFL draft props to wager on. Make sure you go to betonline.ag to check out their wide betting selection and start wagering today. TDN Fantasy TDN Fantasy, Fantasy Podcast with your hosts Paige
1: Dimacos, Jamie Eisner and Jake Arians. Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Podcast, Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner, Jake Arians, the gang back together again, part 2 of our 2021 NFL mock draft. If you missed part one on Monday, go back and listen. I will recap the 16 picks, but you can listen to Jamie and I's analysis for the picks that we made. Again, a what would we do mock draft here this week on the TDN fantasy show. The back half 17 through 32 are the picks. Jake is going to kick us off with pick number 17 with the Las Vegas Raiders. We will get to that in a second, but I feel an obligation to recap what we did on Monday and go through some of the names just so we're all on the same page before we start here today. Trevor Lawrence went number one to the Jags. Zach Wilson went number two to the Jets. We just anointed those picks. We didn't actually make those picks. Jamie and I just were like, that's what's going to happen. We'll just put those there. Justin Fields, three to the San Francisco 49ers. Kyle Pitts, four to the Atlanta Falcons. Jamar Chase, fifth to the Cincinnati Bengals. Jalen Waddell, sixth to the Miami Dolphins. Trey Lance, seventh to the Detroit Lions. Penny Sewell, Eight to the Carolina Panthers. Patrick Sertan, nine to the Denver Broncos. JC Horn, 10 to the Dallas Cowboys. Rashawn Slater goes 11 to the Giants. Devonta Smith, 12 to the Eagles. Christian Darasaw, 13 to the Los Angeles Chargers. Elijah Vera Tucker, 14th to the Minnesota Vikings. Micah Parsons, 15th to the New England Patriots. And Caleb Farley, 16th to the Arizona Cardinals. So, Jake, I pass it over to you. You are on the clock. Welcome to the draft, the Las Vegas Raiders. you get to make this selection. Good luck.
2: Thank you. so I'm gonna sit here and wait all the way through my five minutes. Hope somebody wants to trade with me because Elijah Vera Tucker was the pick here, but he went a few picks ahead. And this is what I would do, not what the Raiders would do. Uh, so I'm gonna go with a combo of what I would do and what the Raiders are going to do. They're gonna to have to go pass rusher because there's not really another tackle to throw in here. They really need more interior help and they need tackle help. I'm gonna go Quittypa, Michigan over Rousseau and go pass rusher. I don't love it. I don't love it for them. I don't love it if I'm the GM, but I'm probably doing better than what they're going to actually end up doing.
1: This is an interesting spot, right? Because Elijah talker we were talking in the pre-show makes a ton of sense here and really any of the offensive line make a ton of sense here, but there's a big run on them early. And unless you're going to go Tevin Jenkins in this spot, not really sure how much value you're getting at this position. Uh, so yeah, very interesting spot. And certainly uh, they might answer some phone calls if a team, wants to trade. I'm looking at the board here. I believe this is me. Now I am on the clock here with the Miami dolphins. And uh, I'll be honest. I I don't know where I want to go with this. I might also use all of my five minutes in filibuster to see if anybody wants to make a trade. I have already gotten a wide receiver with my first pick. I got Jalen Waddle with pick number six that I made on Monday. So I feel really good about the direction that we're going in. Edge is a need running back is a need linebacker is a need. And this is what I would do if I was the Miami dolphins, and so, yes, there are some edges that I really like, but we need to give to all the weapons in the world. And, yes, it's pick number 18, but we are going to take a running back in this spot. We are going to take Najee Harris. He's coming off Oof. the board at 18. It's a need. We want to give to all the tools to succeed here. So that's going to be the pick. I'm taking Najee Harris. No, the- you got your goal. You snaked one from me already. That's a Interesting. win. Interesting. That is a win. And, Jamie, that means you're on the clock with the Washington football team.
0: It is. And, and some little piece of commentary there. I think this is uh, by far the earliest I would imagine a running back goes um, in the draft. It would yes. be 18. Uh, I, I cannot see it happening any sooner than this. Uh, so I have basically two choices here with the Washington football team. And I think you, you can look to add to the offensive line or you can look to add to one of the linebackers they've been linked to here. And, you know, with the top offensive line available, are the guys like Tevin Jenkins, uh, you know, and the kind of that next group. I'm actually going to go linebacker here, and I'm going to go with a player that's kind of been – there's a lot of momentum behind where – that he might be a fit there. Um, I'm going to go with Jeremiah Owusu-Koromora. I like the way that he can be used as a linebacker. Say that one more time, so, Jamie. Jeremiah Owusu-Koromora. Yeah, uh, that was
2: he, impressive. You pulled it off two times in a row and on the spot. Sorry, I would I cut did. you off, but dude, that's not an easy one.
0: Safety linebacker hybrid, I think he can kind of be used all over that Jack Del Rio defense. They have actually a pretty strong safety group there in Washington. They need some linebacker help, but they can get really creative with the way that they use him. I think we will be a a little bit undersized from where you would want a traditional linebacker, but he's not going to be a traditional linebacker for you, so that's okay for me. Uh, All the reports are that they like him a lot. I think this would be a really strong fit here. Uh, You know, I wish a a Vera Tucker or a Slater or a Darisaw or somebody like that fell to this spot if you're watching it. But if they don't, I think they go linebacker here. And I like um, Usu Koromora.
1: Jake, you have – I don't know how the the board has played out for you here, but you have two of the harder teams to draft for. You first got the Las Vegas Raiders, and now you get the Chicago Bears. So I don't oh, know how you easy, drew brother. these straws, no, no, but, no. but this, here this one is,
2: This one's easy, and it doesn't take but like eight seconds. I'm picking up the phone. I'm writing it down. I already have it written down. It didn't go across the board. Greg Newsom, cornerback, Northwestern, ran sub-4-4 his four, four pro day. The guys I've talked to absolutely love him. Coming out of a defensive program – Smaller school doesn't get enough love. It's kind of like some of these Stanford kids that come out every year and then they just play for fifteen years. And they they need him. They they lost a ton off this defense. They need a ton on this team. It's a defensive city. He's right there in town. I, I think they run to the clock and do that. There's exactly
1: what I would do. Yeah, this is this is uh, this seems to be a very likely landing spot for Greg Newsome, especially since he's the best corner on the board with the way that our board played out. Uh, Northwestern, obviously the connection to the Bears there uh, being the local product in terms of location. So that makes a ton of sense. And uh, and yeah, I mean, I I think there are there are plenty of other positions that they can go with. But I, I love this pick of Greg Newsome. I believe this means I'm on the clock with the Indianapolis Colts and I think this is easy, but I, I I at least want to talk out my thought process before I run to the podium with the pick, they make the trade for Carson Wentz. And, and I I think their offensive line is in a decent enough state, right? Don't have to make a reach here. And Tevin Jenkins does make a lot of sense. And, and I feel like I'm going to talk, I talked about this with the Cardinals at 16. I feel like I'm going to constantly talk up Tevin Jenkins until he comes off the board here. So I am between Tevin Jenkins and one of the top two wide receivers. So Rashad Bateman's in the conversation, Terrace Marshall's in the conversation. So I have to weigh what is a bigger need for this offense and what is a bigger need for Carson Wentz? Is it another wide receiver threat in this offense or is it more protection with a guy like Tevin Jenkins? And and you know what? We need more pass catchers. Go ahead, Jamie.
0: Well, I was going to ask the question here is, do you think Tevin Jenkins can play left tackle for you? Because if you don't, then you, then can't you, make ha- you have you're to you're go wide receiver. Left
1: right. And, yeah. and so, and that's what leans me more towards wide receiver makes more sense from a positional need standpoint, rather than maybe trying to get Tevin Jenkins to make him play a position that I'm not sure he can play. I'm going to go wide receiver. I'm going to take Rashad Bateman. He is going to be the pick here at 21. Cars, the same logic I used for Miami at 18, we got to give Tua weapons on offense. I think the same thing applies to Indianapolis Colts, right? T.Y. Hilton is a year older. Uh, I, I still think they need more pass catching in this offense. Rashad Bateman is going to be the pick. Which I now like means... that one, man. You can
2: move those guys all over the place. And all three of those guys. Can, I, I like that a lot.
1: And that's part of the reason why I think Rashad Bateman makes a ton of sense. They can move him all over the field. Jamie, the, ten- the Tennessee
0: Titans are on the clock. And you snipe Bateman from Tennessee, who would have been in play. It's two for two, two on the show today. Uh, that's not – yeah, he would have been in play with this pick. It's interesting. The books actually favor defense with this spot here. And and Jalen Phillips is really an intriguing option there, as is Aziz Ojalari. But for me, if a guy like Tevin Jenkins falls in this spot, and you do have a specific need at right tackle if you're Tennessee – it's going to be hard for me to pass on him. Now, if he's taken at this point, I'm not reaching for any of the other tackles if I'm Tennessee here. But with those top corners off the board, like I would have loved Newsome here. He would have been the pick. Um, so I get basically sniped with two players that Tennessee would have liked to get back-to-back picks here. But with those guys off the board with that needed right tackle, um, you know, I consider Terrace Marshall here a little bit. I considered one of the other receivers. But to me, I think you got to go Tevin Jenkins here and solidify that right tackle spot.
2: Substance over swag, Jamie. Don't go sexy. Go meat and
1: potatoes, baby. I like it. The New York Jets are now on the clock. And, and Jake, this is uh this is you. You you get to make this selection. Well, since you jacked Najee Harris for me, I'm going <laughs> home
2: run hitter and Travis Etienne. I don't know how they could pass it up. Yes, it's high. Yes, it's first rounder. No, we're not giving him a second contract. But we're gonna ride this out for five years. They got to have a back. Dude, they need a lot, but they gotta have a back. I and mean, when you could add a home run hitter that could take it to the house anytime he touches it. I don't know how you pass that up at this point. I like their weapons. I like what they got going on. Uh, you're going to give Wilson some, pl- you know, some players to, to work with here. I love his ability of the passing game to really make a difference early on. It'll take a little bit as a rookie. He'll have some some shares, I think, in the run game in the pass game. I think he's going to be a beast early on, and I absolutely love this for the Jets.
1: Yeah, I, I think the two running backs that have come off the board have gone to the two likeliest running back spots. I think people consider Pittsburgh a running back spot. I wasn't going to take a running back if one got here anyway, but now with both off the board, it is certainly not even going to be close to a consideration here at pick 24 for me. And, and I look at the team needs. They need a corner. They need some offensive line help. Uh, they need a running back. They need a linebacker. But but I don't know if you guys are looking at the same board I am, but there are two edges just kind of sitting there at the top. And I think they just fit what Pittsburgh likes to do on defense. And, and listen, I don't know if it's necessarily necessarily at the top of what they need, but man, I like talented football players on my football team. I'm going to take Jalen Phillips here for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just think this makes way too much sense. They have a need at the position. He's extremely talented. He's the second best edge uh, rated by TDN. Uh, Quiddy Pay came off the board at, at 17. I could consider him an Aziz Ojolari, but I'll go with Jalen Phillips here uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers and, and take a very talented player on defense to, to add here for the future. Jamie, the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: So to me, there's there's two players I'm really considering here. I, I think I'm going to wait till the round two on a tackle uh, or error wide receiver talent here. So really, I'm looking at two spots. And then it's interior defensive line and it's safety. And it's the top player at each position. It's Christian Barmore and it's Trevon Morig. I'm going to take Christian Barmore here. I actually think he could go as early as 15th uh, in the real-life draft. I think I know he's down here at 49 uh, on our TDN player rankings, but I think he's going to go significantly higher in the real-life draft. Uh, He had a really strong finish of the season for Alabama played his best football in those biggest games. He was used all over the defensive line. It can be used all over the line for Jacksonville. They need a little bit more beef up front. I think this is again, another thing to shore up the trenches here. Uh, I, I like Christian Barmer with his pick. If he makes it down to 25, I would have a hard time seeing him get past the Jaguars here.
1: You said 15, Jamie. I think 17 is also a 15, likely spot 17. with the Raiders because they tend to like to draft players from Alabama and Clemson programs that have a ton of success and a ton of winning. They like to do that. So, yeah, I mean, if he gets to 25, that would be impressive because it certainly feels like there are some landing spots for him uh, a little bit further. And a bad in year for defensive tackles. Right. Yeah, and so
2: he's probably a second rounder in most years, but this year he looks like he'll get pushed up. Yeah. Clearly yeah. the front, the front runner for defensive tackle.
0: He's also like, um, he to me is my, one of my long shot bets as well. So they don't use edge position at sports books. They still use defensive line and linebackers. So it includes guys like Jalen Phillips and includes guys like Quiddy pay, but he's my, he's what eight to one to be the first of those guys to come off the board. I and mean, he's kind of one of my long shot bets for that. So I don't know. Just, I, don't, I kind of like that, Jamie. I
2: mean, that's, he is literally like, that's the guy, but yeah. People that need it. It's like you're going to overdraft
1: in some of these positions. But, but think about it. Look at the way the board played out for us here in, in this draft so far. If instead of Pay at 17, that's Christian Barmore, I mean, Jamie, Jamie, yeah. you win the bet, right? I mean, so yeah, at eight
0: that, to one, like that's right. worth the shot but, but, at those odds, you but, know?
1: And I don't think the way that the board played out for us here so far through what are we on pick 26 is, all that far removed from what reality might be next Thursday. Right. I, I think the, so we think, but I think the players may be in a different order, but I don't I know if any of the players have come off the board in a way that doesn't make a ton of sense. Right. I, I think this, this is very true to what we might see next Thursday in terms of names coming off the board. And if we get to, if we get past the giants at 11, cause there are certain they could be an edge there at 11. If you get past there and an edge hasn't come off the board, maybe 14 with Minnesota, maybe 15 in New England, but all of a sudden, Jamie, you start creeping further and further up the board. Christian Barmore could be that first name that gets.
0: And it also depends on which which edge it is because right. you know O'Gelauri is considered a linebacker you know what i mean like if you're talking about Pay Pev- Pay Pev- Rousseau and and Phillips are defensive linemen in terms of the way the books are putting them together i do think that eventually sports books will start to use the edge uh but it's interesting he's got a chance i just said it, those odds like to me and we're going to do a lot of next week spoiler if you already seen our teaser video we're going to do a lot of a betting lot. related stuff next week but to me, I think the best way to bet the draft is to bet these really long odds that have a realistic chance of going because we always assume we know everything right now, and I guarantee you, we don't. And last year, there's a lot more confidence because last year was as chalk compared to what media thought as any draft in recent memory. I don't think we're seeing chalk again, and I think we're going to be a will add to your bar more,
2: more, Jamie. Here's the other thing. So these edge guys all have questions. is probably not ready to play a role, opted out. Phillips, injury history, Pay athletic freak, doesn't have a lot of production actually on the field. Some of these teams might go, in a lot of years, they're not as high as they are this year. Edge isn't as strong as a lot of people think either. That's where another thing, okay, well, we need tackle, we need both. We'll go Barmore. more. He's got some issues too, but that to, ha- to add to your point at eight to one, I mean, that's a pretty interesting thing to, to look at there. This is going to be, this isn't going to be like last year from people I'm talking to if people are all over the board like I love your Washington pick it's probably high for that kid but he fits what they do yes we gotta love about the draft where they have him on their 125 their 135 if they've got him that high and he fits a need and he plays that hybrid role who cares what the rest of the experts think right and you gotta trust a guy like Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio to get that done that's why I love that you did that right there
1: and Jamie, I will use this opportunity before uh, you, uh, Jake makes the pick for the, the Cleveland Browns. You have a uh, a mock draft up on the draft network, which is gambling specific. It is betting yes. related. It is just based on what the betting odds are. The betting favorites are for all of these picks. So you can check that out over at the draft
0: It's a fascinating exercise. Uh, so I, I would encourage you to check it out. If the first round of the draft plays out as close to where the sports books betting odds lie what would it look like? And it's a pretty fascinating draft. So do check that out under the mock drafts tab at the draftnetwork.com, Cheap plug.
1: All right, Jake, we have filibustered long enough for you to maybe come up with a pick here at 26 for the Cleveland Browns, uh, a team drafting pretty far back compared to where they normally draft. Don't have a ton of needs, but what are they going to do here at 26? Well, you don't need edge.
2: Right right? I mean, you probably do because Clowney never plays Jamie's, uh, but you're set on the other side. They should be good there. What do you do? You go quarterback defense. You go as a Jamin, Jameen Davis, linebacker, Kentucky, superstar freak. Everybody I've talked to, every team I've talked to loves this kid. They absolutely love him. They love the speed sideline to sideline. They love the physicality. They love, okay, I'm going to put a quarterback on my defense for the next decade to go along with these young pieces on offense. They really saw solid young offensive line. Defensive tackle would have been a need cutting uh, uh, Sheldon Richardson, but there's nobody left. At this point, and there's nobody that's going to be rated as this high. And this is one of these guys, a lot like White is rookie year with the Bucks, and some of these other young backers. You can plug it and they roll in and they just kick some ass.
0: Yeah, Jamin Davis is another, or Jam, I'm not sure what the first pronunciation is. I'll have to get it by draft night. Um, it's interesting, one too, because I think there's some, as we just talked about betting stuff here for a second, um, there's some money to be made. On that line, first linebacker off the board, if Parsons starts to fall, and mm-hmm. because there's at least a chance because of some of the off the field stuff that came out over a couple months ago, that he slides, and right now he's such the o- such an overwhelming favorite to be the first linebacker off the board that all of these other options are really interesting bets. I think Davis is like ten to one or nine to one to be the first linebacker off the board. Like kormar is like six or seven to one. Um, Aziz ojalari is like ten to one. Uh, I mean, there's some really some as even Collins is 13 to one. So, I mean, there's some really interesting options there. If you start to kind of look for, you want some value betting or some value plays uh, at those positions. Cause I do think you that'd should... be
2: interesting. Cause how many of them, you're right. Take Parsons off the board with that. Some teams will, yeah. but he is literally physicality wise, physical traits, football wise, he's ranked by far the number one guy. He's oh, yeah. I, mean, I mean, But how many of them sure... take him off the board? You're right. Because that's where you one. Yeah. Yeah, 10 to <laughs> I mean, 1, Davis is right there. He's the and, second guy on most people's board for actual inside linebacker playing Mike.
0: And you hear a lot about, like, when you invest in, like, stocks or whatever, like, diversifying your portfolio. But I think diversifying your NFL draft bets with some of those long shots, because we all, I, I last year worked for me very well. I, I invested pretty heavily in that. Uh, it wouldn't be a DeAndre Swift or Jonathan Taylor being the first running back off the board. It would be Clyde Edwards Alaire. And that paid off for me because we always think we know when you get some of these opportunities that I think are a little bit mispriced, like again, could we see Parsons slide? Sure. So everybody else underneath him is at such a tremendous value right now. Uh, and that you should always sprinkle in a few of those, you know, seven to one, 10 to one, 20 to one long shot bets, because you never know, especially as you start to hear about, particularly with certain guys, you know, NFL teams will like, because the books are going to price everything based on what the momentum is and where the money is coming from. So we know NFL teams are probably going to like Christian Barr more and more than draft analysts. We know NFL teams are going to probably like Mac Jones and some of these other quarterbacks more. And we could talk about how, you know, I threw a, a sprinkled a few bucks on, maybe a six quarterback goes at the end of round one, somebody takes a chance. Like you want to kind of have some of those bets in there. So maybe you can hit a big on a few of them, but there you go, Chris, you got the, you got the Baltimore Ravens.
1: Thank you. And uh, I got to be honest with you and I'll, I'll talk this out with you guys here. I, I'm having, I'm having a struggle with this one because They have two, I think, glaring needs in edge and wide receiver. And if I was in this chair, these are the two positions that I would be looking at to fill. And we just had a conversation when we were talking about Christian Barmore and Jalen Phillips about the lack of depth in this class at that position. Whereas I think a lot of us feel as though there is good day two, day three value that you can get at the wide receiver position. So if I'm sitting in this chair this is something that I need to consider. I need to factor in what's going to be available when I pick again because I have other needs. So I'm going to. I don't. I don't say. I wouldn't say run to the podium. I think it's a. It's a light jog to the podium with this selection. And I'm taking Aziz Ojulari. This is a Baltimore Ravens team that lost both their pass rushers. You hear me clapping, uh, brother. I'm trying in- to cut you
2: off, but I got. I got this. Is still Ravens right here. I'm. You hang on. I got. I got to finish this golf clap. Hopefully, you guys can hear this properly. Go ahead. That is that is exactly what the Ravens would do in this
1: place. And, and, and it's what I would do because they have a need here. They, we, they lost. We, we lost because now I'm making the pick. We lost both of our pass rushers in free agency. We need somebody to be able to get after the quarterback. And trust me, I understand. I can hear the fans on Reddit and on social media. I, we need wide receivers. We need more pass catching options for Lamar Jackson. Let me finish the draft first because I got some more picks and I will get a wide receiver in this draft to add to this offense. But what I do not think is going to be available the next time I pick is a pass rusher of the caliber, of the talent, of Aziz Ojalari. I will not pass this opportunity up. So he is going to be the pick here at 27. Jamie? you got a kid that was voted captain
2: as a freshman. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's things you can do that teams normally do. There's nobody that does that more than the Ravens. A kid that was voted team captain as a freshman, works his tail off, does everything right, and that is, that is perfect. I, I was like, if you were going to ask our opinion, I was about to say the same thing beforehand run to the, po- I would have ran to the podium for that
1: one. If I yeah, light jog. Cause you know what? I tried to, I tried to, you know, maybe convince myself one of the receivers made sense, but no, man, not, 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 there. not more than that. No, it
0: would have been on the board for me. Right. But he's he not even-
1: there. You, you, he, you know, he, he is there. But. Oh, he is there. Sorry. I, I I just, I prioritize those other two needs a little bit higher up than safety. So I, I, let me get somebody that can get after the quarterback um, in Aziz Ojalary and we can uh, move forward. Jamie, you are on the clock with the New Orleans Saints. Have fun. I'm on
0: the clock with the Saints here, and look, they're still trying to win right now, kind of, as the window has closed on them, and they're dealing with all the cap, and they've moved a lot of pieces. But they're at least going to at attempt to compete in the NFC South. I'm going to go with a player that can step right into a starting spot for them right now and at least give them a chance, and that's Eric Stokes. Um, it, they, need it, they need a CB2 opposite of Marshawn Lattimore, Janoris Jenkins was a cap casualty. They have the need for that right away. Uh, Stokes, just incredibly speedy corner. We got to see him up close and personal at the House of Athlete down in Fort Lauderdale a couple weeks, uh, several weeks ago. You know, I think they would have liked one of the uh, loved uh, Greg Newsom to fall, or maybe even take a chance on a, on a Caleb Farley if he fell because of the microdisectomy. But I think they have a clear need for a one starting player that they need to address in this round. And If they're not able to trade back and just acquire more picks to get more young guys, which they probably should do because they're going to be in a continuous cap crunch with some really big names coming up for new deals. Uh, I think you stick here and take the player that can make a, the biggest impact for you in year one. And that is a, another started quarterback opposite, opposite of Marshawn Lattimore.
1: Can we have a, qu- I shouldn't clap for you guys
0: this much. Can we, can
1: we have a quick Eric Stokes conversation? Cause I think he, yeah. I, I think there's a very good chance he goes in the first round. I know that, that Jamie in this, in this mock, he, he did go in the first round, but this is what you would do. But I think the NFL looks at a guy who ran as fast as he did in his 40 and that's going to be attractive to a lot of teams. And, and I think, that he could he could come off the board earlier than maybe we anticipate when looking at these corners.
2: I, look, I could he's also a guy that ran that uh, fast. Look, but he's athletic. He jumped. Sorry, Jamie. He uh, you know, turns his hips. I don't give a shit what, what your quarterback runs. I damn sure care what your, what your corners run. When he multiple times on multiple pro right. days ran sub 4-3 at that size, everybody I've talked to loves him. I agree with you. I think he definitely could slip in the first round.
0: And again, he's also somebody I saw up close and personal. I saw him in person. Yeah. I saw him do it. I stared at the computer as the numbers are being collected. So I, I, can, I can personally verify that there was no shenanigans with the right. numbers he, that we saw. He
1: ran that fast, right? Like, yes. like you can personally uh, attest to And Jamie, to what did I ask you? What did he look like to you physically?
0: Uh, it, he's bigger than I thought. Exactly. And especially at that size. Because we, we got a chance to do, uh, I think Trevor Sikama did the interview one-on-one with him. As we're... And we're going, wow, okay. Uh he, he looks the part. And right now, the, the betting odds say more than four corners will go in round one. And I think this would be a great spot for that fifth one to come off the board. Yeah.
1: So, Jake, you now are on the clock with the Green Bay Packers. And this is what you would do, not what the Packers would do. So maybe, maybe we get some Aaron Rodgers, some wide receiver help?
2: Well, so Stokes is gone, and they need corner bat. What everybody thinks they're going to do, and what they're probably going to do is Landon Dickerson, who's probably not going to be ready to play early, but he's going to be a stud for them later. I'm not going there. I'm doing what I would do if my ass was living in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I'm going Kadarius Tony. I'm giving them what they don't have, a home run hitter. They can move all over the place do a bunch of different stuff with Randall Cobb 2.0, but a hell of a lot more athletic, faster than Randall Cobb was in his early days where they moved him all over the place. I'm giving my dude, Aaron Rodgers something to work with here. It gives them a chance to get back to another NFC championship. Yes. They need defense. Yes. They need corner. I can't go another one there. Stokes just went in front of me. I'm not going offensive line here, even though they lost the best center in football, one of them. Give me Kadarius
1: Tony right here. This this is this is perfect. This is exactly what I would have done if I was in this spot with the way that the board had played out. Get Aaron Rodgers some help, and you get it in that big play threat. Uh, in Love Ka- it. In Kadarius Toney. Absolutely, 100%. Okay, I, I'm going to do something that has not been done so far through the first 29 picks. Make a good pick for you? I'm going to – <laughs> I'm going to ask for help because I don't know what to do here at 30 with the Buffalo Bills because you oh, but he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. Uh, there, there's no corner um, available. The, uh, do I take Gregory Rousseau? Like, is that the pick here at 30? They have a needed edge. They, I mean, could I add another wide receiver to this offense and take Terrace Marshall? I mean, Tony's all I, mean, off I don't the think board. they need another receiver at the moment. Like
0: I'm fine with. Yeah. I don't
1: like, with,
0: I, mean, yeah, I don't, like- well, I don't I
2: think that, I don't, I'm not a big, I know Jamie loves Marshall. I don't think Marshall's first rounder. <sighs> I think you need to add, and I mean, Rousseau is going to be a stud. He's just not really ready, but he's a big athletic freak, and they need some more oomph up front. You can still run it on this defensive line. Tackle's not there. We know that.
0: Right. Uh, I mean, I'm looking thing, at, like It feels like you're reaching for a corner at this point if you take yeah, one.
2: Yeah, definitely. Right. I, 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 Samuel is not a first-rounder it, either.
0: No. Neither of the two running backs are
1: available for me, right? That could be a consideration, but they're not They're not available.
0: Like, you're asking me for I, the other tight ends. Like,
1: if I was going to take this pick from you,
2: I might go Eichenberg tackle Notre Dame and keep my freaking franchise quarterback. We're about to give a 170 million dollar contract to even if he's not necessary. He's a swing guy, he's not literally a left. He might be a left. He plays pretty. I mean, everybody loves him. He's just a football playing beast. All these offensive linemen coming out of Notre Dame are really good. They don't necessarily need it, but you can't have too many, and it gives you options to move some stuff around. If I'm reaching for something. I'm reaching for trenches
1: to protect my damn franchise. And that's Josh Allen. So that, that, that's certainly a strong consideration, but my last two picks have both been edges. So we might as well just keep the train moving. We might as well let the train leave the station.
0: It's going to be Russo.
1: You. And, and take another edge. Give me Gregory Russo. I'll make the pick here. And, and, and everything that Jake just said, I, I echo, I don't know if he's necessarily ready to play right away, but I don't know if Buffalo needs him to be an impact player right away. I think this is a nice situation for him to go in there, learn kind of just be a part of the process. And then a year or two years down the road, be the player that you get here at 30. I I think he's, he's extremely talented and to get a player like this at 30, I, 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 again, I, the, the board has not played out in a way that I was comfortable with making the pick at 30. So I, I know this isn't going to, uh, you know, a lot of people aren't going to be happy with this pick. I'm not necessarily thrilled with it, but considering team needs the way the board has played out, Gregory Rousseau is going to be the pick and Jamie, that means you get to pick for the Kansas city chiefs.
0: Yes, I do. And I am definitely going in trenches here. Um, I think they can afford to wait on wide receiver. You've got Hill. Are You're you not- running? Are Chelsea. you running
2: to the podium, Jamie? Are you
0: running right now? It, I would normally essence? be running. I just, I'm just trying to say which way I'm running for. it's a sprint, but you have two cards Ooh. in your hand.
1: Okay. Yeah, because here, here's okay.
0: the deal uh, there's the guy I think will be the better long term option, and then there's the guy I think could help them immediately. And I think that is the only. That is the issue I have. I think I'm still going to go long term because I think he's more flexible and they'll be able to move him along. And by the way, they have long term needs. I'm going to go Landon Dickerson here. Yeah, there. That's, there you go. That that's the the. Oh, if he was fully healthy, I would be sprinting to the podium. Um, yeah. just because I I I considered Eichenberg here a little bit. Um, but I like Landon Dickerson a lot. I think, honestly, if I can't see him falling out of the first round, like on, honestly, I think if he even gets past this pick, Tavis would just say screw it. Let's just add to our depth and bring this guy in and see what happens. I, he's just such a tremendous player. He's a, a physical freak. for And play for guard signs. too, right?
2: I mean, that's the big thing is he's got – you can play both guard positions. He's definitely a center, but he's huge yeah. to, to be a center.
0: You can play him wherever you want on the interior of the line. He's got championship pedigree. He's He's got everything you want. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think he falls out of the first round. I think even if you're a good team, you don't have an immediate need for him. And trust me, Kansas City does have an immediate need for him. You still make that pick.
2: Uh, this just in, they gave their quarterback 45% ownership in the franchise in his contract last year. <laughs> Pair him up with a center to play the rest of his career with. That's this dude, even if you don't get him till November of next year. I love it.
1: And uh, the way the board has played out, uh, you know, just very – it was at random the way that the board has played out here. Jake is on the clock for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to close out the first round.
2: So, obviously, i got to be a little bit careful here a week out. But the guys that I would have gone with, and I'm on the record as saying I want a guy right now – If it's me playing Jason Light and B.A. I want a guy that helps me win again next year. The fans are like, okay, I want somebody that's going to do this and going to do that and be a backup and take a place. I love Jamie's idea that if Landon Dickerson fell right here, he might jump to my handful of guys. But the other home run hitters that I like here, they're kind of gone. So now I'm back to being like, okay, what is the smart thing to do here? Because I'm not real sure what's left that helps them go now. I'm going to go Levi Ozariki, because I'm guessing that's how you say it, defensive tackle Washington. So, I'm going to pair him up with Vita Vea in the middle. You got to replace Sue eventually. He's getting older. He's still a stud. You sign Nacho. You got some depth on this defensive line, but I think he's a multiple player. I think he can move around. You got to get younger there. You're not going to be able to re sign all your players again after you win next year's Super Bowl like you did this year. I think he's a guy that you can save some cap space with. The rookie steps right in. I, I don't love it, but you're picking 32. So, my home run hitters
1: were all gone. I'm going to go meat and potatoes. Yeah, this board certainly played out in a very unique way and again it was what we would do if we were in the situations of all of these general managers uh guys I'll do a quick recap of 17 through 32 and then we can give our final thoughts here and wrap up uh this week uh J- Jake started it off the Raiders Quiddy pay at 17 the Dolphins took Najee Harris at 18 the Washington football team Jeremiah Owosu uh 20 the Bears took Greg Newsom. The Colts at 21, took Rashad Bateman. The Tennessee Titans at 22, Tevin Jenkins. The Jets at 23, took Travis Etienne. The Steelers at 24, take Jalen Phillips. The Jags at 25, take Christian Barmore. The Browns at 26, take Jamin Davis. The Ravens at 27, Aziz Ojalari, The Saints at 28, Eric Stokes. The Packers at 29, Kadarius Tony. Greg Rousseau goes 30th to the Buffalo Bills. Landon Dickerson goes 31 to the Kansas City Chiefs. And Levi Uzariki goes 32nd to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That is a wrap on our "What Would We Do" 2021 NFL Mock Draft. Jamie, final thoughts?
0: It's really interesting. Uh, there's a, there's a couple things here that I think are notable. One, I actually, how few offensive linemen we took relative to I believe five come off the board for us. Where and, and it's really set at six and a half right now because uh, I believe you got you get Slater Sewell, Vera Tucker. Jenkins and Dickerson, I believe, were the only five that came off the board for us. So that's less than where they're projected to be right now. Uh, I think it's really fascinating uh, because this is obviously no trades. And I will imagine there's going to be more than zero trades that happen between now and draft night. Does somebody try to trade back into the end of the first round? Do they fall in love with a Davis Mills or Kellen Mond or Kyle Trask or something like that? You know, where, where do these receivers land? Uh, and I think what, where do the running backs land? I think there's a decent chance here that there could even be zero running backs in the first round. I don't think that's unheard of given some of the other needs that these teams have right now. Uh, I'd be really, this is going to be really exciting. We're eight days away right now. Uh, and all the reports are swirling. It's going to be really, really exciting to see how this all plays out. But uh It's a fun exercise. I'm glad that we got a chance to do this and kind of got a chance to put our own little spin on mock draft season. Since you've seen all the other guys on the scouting team get to do it every single week. So uh, I thought we did a pretty darn good job. If you ask me,
1: Jake, your final thoughts. You know, my
2: favorite part of this is I love how much time our guys spend grinding the freaking tape, right? The crazy thing is not having enough scouts to talk to and the scouts not being out on the road this last year and how much stuff goes with, okay, who has the entourage? Who's a pain in the ass to deal with? Who fell out of favor with their coaches? And you get to the coaches and the GMs that have the relationships of these colleges. I think bigger college programs, they know they can trust what they're getting. You're going to see that over some small school guys. I think, I think that's going to be a theme for day one and day two, which is going to hurt some of these guys that are probably really good players, but you don't know the tra- you don't have the relationship with the coach. You don't know the type of player that's coming out of that defense. Uh, I think that's why Newsom is the perfect pick for the Bears there. Penny Sewell going seven in this. I freaking love. Uh, who, which one of you guys took chase to my bangles at seven. Well, that, that, was, seven. Okay. that was that
1: was jamie and I, I sold you got... early in, in the season
2: yeah i, yeah, I, I love i love that but dude, penny soul going seven he's an absolute freaking monster he's everything he says he is that everybody says about him uh that would be a steal i would hate to see that in the nfc south uh going to the carolina panthers but it would be an absolute stud pick for them and i agree with jamie i mean who knew i was uh the, the guy that loves meat and potatoes and offensive defensive line so much and not the sexy picks but I said it when the Colts that went that went that way a few years ago, like that might be the best thing for your franchise for the next decade over some of the flashy, splashy stuff. And I want to remind the fans like just because it says offensive line, defensive line, linebacker, that doesn't mean it's not an immediate impact player. That could be one of the best things you can do for your franchise for a long, long time.
0: And I think on that note, just to parlay off that quickly, Jake, is that we are kind of seeing this is the effect of a weak edge class. You know, you're see typically, yeah. in a typical year, you're going to see two or three of these guys come off the board in the first dozen picks. And right now, how far do we go, Chris, before we get get an edge player? Was it? Do we get any edge players in the top half of the first round?
1: The first edge player comes off 17. the board at seventeen.
0: Right. Which I don't yeah. think he's crazy. I, no, I could I, see one going eleven. 11 is you know. the
1: spot, right? Eleven is is really the first because I don't think it's anywhere inside the top ten.
0: No. No.
2: And normally Jamie's right. I mean, these guys are freaks when they're, when they are those kind of players, these guys are all second round picks in a normal year. If you have the guys that go in that top 10, Jamie's talking about, all these guys would be second round picks and it would be a great second round draft. This isn't a great draft guys. I mean, I keep hearing about how this is a great draft class. It's not. These quarterbacks all have issues and they're all going to get overdrafted. It's a good offensive line class. It's a good receiver class. It's a good corner class. Pretty good linebacker class, but there's some really, really weak spots in the back end of this draft. Is where I think the teams that have that that dude that's been doing this for 50 years, like the old baseball scout, right? This been like 400,000 miles on his car a year that like knows everybody. They're gonna get that dude from Liberty that they're gonna love. Like this, this is a kind of I hate to say this, it's kind of a Patriots draft, right? Yeah, I think I could see them having a really solid draft and getting some guys late that fit what they do because it's such a weird year.
0: My assessment and my personal, again, I'm not a scout. I, I, I've read a lot of these reports of everything that's gone up on the site. I've read. I have to watch my own film, but I'm not a scout. But my assessment of this is that, and I think the reason why people keep saying it's it's such a good class is because it is a good middle class class. Yeah. Like I think those day two picks, you have a lot of players that look like they can be instant contributors for mm-hmm. you. In this, for As far as the top of the class goes, it's not as strong as years past. As far as mid to late first round, I don't think it's as good as many years past. But it's a strong middle class and where I think you're going to have enough impact players that, that are in those like day two, that day two, early day three range. And people kind of like what it is, but I think it's more of like a, an egg-shaped draft. Think about like how an egg is shaped, yep. bloated like in the middle. That. With like little that. depth late, not as top-heavy, that's kind wait, of what it is Come on, where did you come is. up with that?
2: Where, where did you come on? You know, I don't that. know, but Ed I'm going to take it a step farther, Chris. Here's where you crack the egg. Those middle-round guys that are studs in college, how many of them play special teams in college? Mm-hmm. Because now if you're second, third, fourth-round pick, fifth-round pick, that's how you're going to make the team and make an immediate impact. But if you're not willing or you've never done it, you have a big learning curve to play special teams, the egg could crack, and this could be a really crappy draft. And, it, and that's what, it really could be. Now, if those guys all become studs on teams early and then develop into really good players later at, at their positions, it could be a good draft. But it's, it's, it's a very interesting one, to say the least.
0: Day three might be dominated by a lot of guys that get – quote-unquote overdrafted because they're trustworthy in special teams. The Rakaad Wild Gooses, the Avery Williams, the, you know, uh, the Amador Lenore, like those kind of guys. The tweener that, guys, right? The 6'2", yeah, 230. Two they're not a
2: safety. They're not a linebacker, but they can fly in their physical as hell. Teams and are, exactly right. are going to take them.
0: St- and significant special teams experience in college. Right, yeah. like that, And Like, okay, we can find a spot for you. You know, so it's it'll be very, very interesting.
1: So this was a very fun uh, exercise to do here for us to get involved in the fun of uh, of NFL draft season and NFL mock draft season. Now, Jamie, uh, you're my representative here on this show. What am I allowed and not allowed to say? About next week, how, how, how,
0: how touch and go is this situation? What well, can I, I mean, you saw the hype video, you, you could tease whatever's in the hype video.
1: Okay. There's just, you know, I mean, I guess I would just say is, you know, if you haven't seen the hype video, just go to the, the draft network, Twitter account, Fire. Look at, look at the hype video just to know what's coming next week. Cause there's a lot coming next week. I think that's fire. the best way there's fire coming next week for me say. to say, put
0: it, put it this way. If you are awake for most hours, sure. Next week. Yeah. We will have something for you, ah,
1: okay? Yeah, yeah, okay. on video, that's
0: well said. Well, said.
1: On, on that note, that is how we are going
0: to uh, end today's show, Jamie Monday wh- through Saturday.
1: Where can everybody follow you on Twitter?
0: Wake up, draft network, go to sleep, draft network.
1: Don't I sleep, don't know the lyrics of, the of that
0: song, I'm not cool enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, I definitely messed it up if you were singing the song, Jamie. Social yes. media accounts, where
0: can everybody follow you? Follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter, at Jamie Eisner TDN on Instagram, and keep an eye out on the TDN Fantasy Instagram, or excuse me, the TDN Fantasy Twitter, yes. and the Draft Network Twitter, because yes. tonight, Chris, the final edition of our Panini Fantasy That's Football correct. Analysis, yes. uh, where Chris pulls the cards out of the pack. I give you my instant way too early fantasy Over football here. analysis. Yeah. We are going live tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, if you're so listening to this on Wednesday. It. Yes,
1: and then that is available on the Draft Network YouTube channel. If you missed it live, it, it it will be up there on demand. Jake, where can everybody follow you on social media? Jake B. Arians on Twitter, Arians NFL on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio, S-C-H-U Radio. Like Jamie mentioned, follow the TDN Fantasy Twitter account, TDN Fantasy on Twitter, and follow the Draft Network at the Draft Network. You are not going to want to miss what is in the works for next week, both from a fantasy perspective uh, and from a draft perspective. Lots of content coming your way. Uh, If you're going to join us tonight, we'll see you tonight. If not, we'll talk to you guys next week.
2: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early,